0: Welcome to Casual Conversations, brought to you by Momentum Ministries, helping you attain, maintain, and regain momentum for life. Let's join the conversation with author and pastor Scott Wade, president of Momentum Ministries.
1: Good morning. Thank you for joining us on Casual Conversations. I am your host, Scott Wade. We are having a conversation today with uh, Stephen Eng with the National Association of Evangelicals. Good morning, Stephen.
0: Good morning scott i'm so glad that
1: you're joining us today um why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself before we get into more of the business of the nae
0: yeah absolutely uh, i serve as the advocacy director for the national association of evangelicals and uh people ask all the time what they, what an advocacy director does and so sometimes um vaguer or hard to get your head around but uh I really, I travel the country and I uh, encourage pastors and Christian leaders to use the influence that God has given them to be a good steward of that influence, to uh, bless our nation, to be about the common good and represent Jesus well. And I I come to this, I've been doing this for not quite three years now. And uh, I've been for many years, uh, evangelical pastor uh, in local churches. And I've sat sat on many different seats on the bus uh, in, in church ministry. I feel like I have a good idea of the reality that pastors live with and all of the pressures on them. I was born and raised in Minnesota, have served uh, churches in uh, mostly in the Pacific Northwest and in Minnesota for almost 30 years now, and married to Judy, who's a special ed teacher in the public schools and have two young adult children, a son and a daughter who's married, and a darling four-year-old granddaughter who has sort of changed our life for in all sorts of wonderful ways. So those of you who've been part of that chapter know the joy of that as well. Tangentially aware of for many years in my pastoral ministry, I've been impressed by the resources they've provided and their perspective on issues. Uh, The NAE was founded in 1942, actually, among uh, evangelical believers who um, uh, were sort of, uh, in some ways, reacting against uh, liberal modernism uh, of that time in the in the 1940s, but not wanting to be those believers who were sort of withdrawing from the world, but we want to be rooted in the gospel, engaged in the scriptures, and not afraid to engage, engage in the challenges of the day. So uh, today, uh, the NAE represents over 40 different evangelical denominations and thousands of Christian um, universities, nonprofits, networks uh, networks of networks oftentimes and so we provide a place to resource connect and represent evangelicals to the broader world and so it's a marvelous organization and it's a real honor to be part of of this this movement really as as the church is in certainly a chapter a season of change and challenge and even the evangelical world is in a season of uh, reassessing and, and uh and trying to find its voice maybe in both in in the same ways that we've done for 80 years, but also maybe in some new ways uh, as well.
1: I would add my experience. I was familiar with the NAE, with the National Association of Evangelicals, but never really connected uh, with any of the ministries or anything like that. But then uh, this past summer, I got to know you. You were uh, at the uh, General Assembly for the Church of the Nazarene. You you had a booth across from my uh, ministry booth that we had there in the exhibit right. hall and uh, i was just uh, so impressed with what the nae does and so i wanted to have you on casual conversation so that you could explain and maybe some pastors listening or other church leaders would would kind of get uh, get behind it too and it's just a, it's, it was eye opening for me and i think it can be for others as well
0: well yeah in, in a lot of ways we've been a well kept secret because We've uh, been a network of leaders of those organizations, and so they've really come to rely on us. Uh, we have over a hundred people on our board who represent, you know, so many of these different organizations. And there's some of the nonprofits and ministries a lot of people are familiar with, whether that's campus ministries like crew or Navigators or University, or you know, large network of Christian colleges and universities, or um, uh, an organization like the Salvation Army, for instance. So. Part of my job is to let people know that we exist and we can be a wonderful resource, not only for uh, those leaders, but also for pastors, and also really for people of the pews as well in our congregations. This is sort of a new venture for the NAE uh, to represent the work that the NAE is doing to pastors and church leaders around the country. So a lot of what I do is I actually talk to people who and I ask them, who do you know? And then I ask those people, who do they know? And and just sort of build build networks. My job is to advance the priorities in our our resource that's called for the health of the nation. Uh, the subtitle of that booklet is an evangelical called civic responsibility. So about twenty five years ago, uh, the NAe uh, decided that that they needed some some focus and they needed sort of a, a guidebook for civic engagement because that is you know a lot of a lot of what we do. And so there's eight different priorities. And if it's okay, Scott, I'll just kind of list those. Oh, yeah, Um, great. Yeah, it includes uh, protecting religious freedom and liberty of conscience. Uh, It includes safeguarding the nature and sanctity of human life, strengthening marriages, families, and children. And those three priorities I think many people associate evangelicals with. But then there's others as well, such as seeking justice and compassion for the poor and vulnerable, preserving human rights, pursuing racial justice and reconciliation, promoting just peace and restraining violence, and also caring for God's creation. So my job is to advance those priorities. And and so I just call people and I kind of invite myself, you know, to their towns or cities or their churches and say, hey, you know, would you like conversations on really many of these issues that dominate our conversations in our culture today? And so we've done probably in the last two and a half years, I've probably spoken at over 75 uh, events or gatherings of leaders or believers around the country. My focus is a lot on uh, the whole area of seeking justice and compassion for the poor and vulnerable and, uh, and some other issues that also include tough issues like uh, immigration, how do we appropriately support immigrants, uh, refugees, as asylum seekers, and uh, and then we talk about struggling families. And uh, there's a lot of evangelical energy and dollars uh, going into sanctity of life, religious freedom issues, which we are involved in, in meaningful ways. Uh, but there's less emphasis, I think, in the evangelical world on poor, the vulnerable, those who are on the margins of our life. And so we want to remind uh, leaders and Christians that the scriptures have a lot to say about that. And it's uh, not just a... a, a a niche issue, but really is part of our evangelism because in my pastoral ministry experience, it's oftentimes those on the margins, uh, those who are struggling in life who are most open to Jesus. And so, and I have most often see Jesus among those who are vulnerable. So it's all part of our holistic witness that includes evangelism, but uh, but that's some of my emphasis on some of those issues related to vulnerable people. So um,
1: right away I say, this guy's walking a tightrope, he's a tight line, <laughs> whatever, or you're trying to balance because the, the very issues that you're talking about are the issues that are dividing our nation. And it seems like the the uh, division is getting uh, worse, you know, left and right, Democrat, Republican, um, liberals, conservatives, um, those things, no. uh, I mean, they, they, they just flood our consciousness every day through the... the Uh, the things that we read, the things that we see on on the internet or on television. And man, the sides are, the the lines are drawn, the sides are taken. Absolutely.
0: And what I find is that believers who are immersed in the scriptures, and I think that's becoming less common um, these days among many people, um, really understand that the breadth of these issues reflect the biblical agenda, and we're committed to the authority and the the centrality of, of God's word in our lives and so uh when I was interviewed for this position by uh soon-to-be boss asked me you know are there things that you agree or disagree with on these issues and I'm like wow these are like these are just like biblical issues you know um neither right nor left and some of these uh topics may be perceived as leaning more right or leaning more left uh but we feel like these all flow out of the scriptures uh, for our agenda so So we want to remind people as we go out to look at the whole Council of Scriptures. What we're finding is among our evangelical leaders, at least those who are on our board, there's remarkable consensus on the importance of these issues, on the need for, uh, uh, like we say, not really politics, but for policies that impact people who matter to God. And also that uh, the civic engagement work that we do does not take the place of the relational uh, compassion work that local churches do, that that is absolutely essential. But what we find is that um, when churches are out there really doing good ministry to various people in the community, and and they begin especially to understand uh, some of the needs of really struggling people in our communities, uh, they begin to understand that sometimes what prevents people from flourishing is not only not knowing Jesus, uh, because knowing Jesus is is central uh, to what we do, but but there are also um, policies, there are also things embedded in our culture that keep people from fully flourishing. And so sometimes what we want to be about is reminding people that uh, that there are some things that we can do that can help help our society be more fair, uh, more just. So I'm always threading the needle. Uh, people are always like, "Well, where are you coming from, and what camp are you in?" and you know, and, and I just know, and that, and our brains do that. They always want to put people in a certain box. And I think the NAE tries really hard to not fit into a box. And uh, at a conference I was at recently, you know, somebody came by and, and said, you know, are, are you liberal or are you conservative? You know, and, and I just was thinking about it. And and if I was, had my answer, I would just say, well, I just want to be biblical. I just want to follow Jesus, you know. Um, but I hesitated for a moment and and then he had kind of a smart remark to me and, put me in a box and, you know, and because I hesitated, you know, uh, but um, I just don't think Jesus used liberal or conservative uh, language or structures, you know, in his ministry. And so we're always, we're always having, needing to navigate that. But um, we think that we have such a blessing and such a privilege and a responsibility to be engaged um, in our nation, in our world, um, that there's a public aspect to our discipleship some people get that and other people, I, I stretch them and say, you know, there, there's a, not only is our faith deeply personal uh, and there's that very personal dimension to our faith, but then how we love God and love our neighbor then has public dimensions to that, that, uh, that the Christian faith touches all of those areas of life. So.
1: All right. Well, we're going to take a, a quick break. Um, Steve, when we come back, I'm going to uh, let, let you uh, maybe talk about some, some very pertinent issues that you're facing right now. But let's take a break. We'll hear from Momentum Ministries, and we'll be right back. As we take this break, I want to encourage you to contact Stephen Ng at the National Association of Evangelicals. His email is seng at nae.org. The website is nae.org. Contact him and see how you can be involved in the work that the NAE does for advocating for social justice and other issues of our day. Stephen did mention the fact that it's very important for us to be immersed in Scripture as we respond to these issues of the day. And so I would just encourage you to uh, look toward Momentum Ministries to help you be engaged in the Scriptures. We have a series of books called The Climb, that will help you. Will lead you through the uh, entire Bible uh, with a devotional plan to read the New Testament every year and the Old Testament through completely in five years. Just a chapter a day, and before you know it, you will have completed the entire Bible. God bless you. Let's get back with Stephen Eng. Welcome back. We're with uh, Stephen Eng, the uh, adversary advocacy director for national association of evangelicals and uh, stephen uh, before we went to break i i told you that i'd i'd like for you to address some of the particular um hot spots or maybe some things that uh, are are in our culture are getting harder maybe not harder to deal with but more emotion around them and how we as christians can um can separate ourselves from that conflict and just uh, as you said uh, before the break just be biblical
0: yeah you, you know as I review the list of the eight uh, spheres of civic engagement that I, I listed earlier, I look at them and go every one of them is a hot spot
1: <laughs> you know <laughs> safety
0: of life is a hot spot you just talk about living in the post office context and and a lot of the, the things are getting debated at the state level and the federal level. You think about um, religious freedom issues, how uh, that affects. um, We do a lot of work behind the scenes with, you know, how do we live in a pluralistic society while still advocating for biblical rights and principles in our culture? It is highly debated and contentious. A lot of churches, for instance, are really wrestling with how do we interact with, um, how do we minister to those in the LBGTQ community? That's a flashpoint in many of our uh, denominations. Um, and so, and that's related to conversations regarding religious freedom, both that uh, that others don't take away our freedom, but also that we ensure some basic freedom and rights for all people. Um, marriage, families, and kids, we know that, that families on in crisis. We think about poverty issues and what's the role of private charity and what the church is supposed to do and does government play a role in that <laughs> there's a lot of uh, you know passion over those issues, racial issues uh you know um, we have black and brown brothers and sisters in our churches and denominations who really feel overlooked and misunderstood and <clears throat> you know feel like you know we need to do much better uh, with things that are just and fair and other people, you know, boy, if you talk about critical race theory or you know anything, you know it's and so that's you know that's a flashpoint. You know, we live in a world filled with warfare and conflict, and you know how do we address that and, and the domestic violence and and um, and then creation. You know, what is there climate change? Is there not climate change? What's our role in that? I mean, so yeah, there's flashpoints everywhere. You know, <clears throat> but I think that people appreciate. um When I talk to them, uh, we've had some conferences recently that people come away saying, we are so glad you're tackling these issues Uh, because a lot of times in the church, and I I speak as a longtime pastor, the last thing I wanted is to lose people that I love in my church. And I think people uh, come to our churches like, where's my pastor at? Or I hear this often. Where's he going? What's this going to lead to? Is there a hidden agenda? You know, and if people feel at all uneasy, you know, they're like, I'm out of here, you know, and that can be from the right or from the left or or whatever perspective people are, I think, feel highly threatened. There's sort of a trigger alert. Um, And so for pastors to engage these issues is very difficult. And I think I see that pastors really just try to play it safe. And so talk very, about a very personal faith, a very private spirituality. And we also find that um, younger generations uh, sometimes um, are frustrated with the church because we are not engaging with issues that our culture is grappling with, that they are grappling with. Um, and so uh, so they get frustrated when they feel like the church is irrelevant. And, and I think even our witness is truncated in the world when um, People don't Christians don't know how to talk about some of these tough issues, and to do that in a way that's gracious and winsome. And I often say, "Here's what I think. Here's what I'm quite certain the Bible says. Here's what I think, but I could be wrong, you know." And so to just come at these issues with a level of humility, and acknowledging that they are complex issues. One of the phrases we use at the NAIU is that we want to encourage people. We want to dive into. We help people navigate complex issues with biblical clarity. So we always want to go back to what the scriptures have to say about these issues, but we feel like it is critical that we equip uh, Christian leaders and people in the pews to navigate these complex issues and, and be able to have conversations about them in a way that's respectful and Christ-honored. So uh, let's wrap this up with, the fact
1: that, okay, I've invited you, or we have worked out an agreement for you to come to Charleston, and I'm going to try to gather a group of, of uh, people together, pastors and uh, lay pe- and lay people in the church, and what exactly are you going to do when you come to Charleston?
0: I, I want to keep encouraging people to do the good ministry you're doing in the local church, that... Uh, Being in proximity with people who are far from Jesus or people who struggle or who are on the margins of life is central to our mission as followers of Jesus. And so keep doing the good work you're doing. I want to remind Christians of what the Bible has to say, um, especially maybe some passages that evangelicals don't tend to maybe spend as much time in. Um, So I'll talk some about uh, God's call and command to care for the widow and the orphan and the poor, and the foreigner, or the stranger. Uh, It's throughout scriptures. The the word for immigrants, for instance, is used 92 times in the Old Testament. You know, and and these are not Old Testament issues, but we see them reflected in Jesus' heart for those on the margins, in the ministry of the early church that was known for their compassion. So for the church to keep doing what they're doing, but also, um, and people often will refer to Romans 13 that we need to just obey the government. But we have this very unique, a place in history where we live in a representative democracy, where actually to obey the government is to engage in that democracy, um, is to engage in the public square occasionally, and how do you do that? And we want to talk about some things. At the NAE, um, we're a very small staff, so we mostly focus on federal initiatives. But What are some policies being debated in Washington regarding, say, immigration, for instance, or Uh, for struggling, vulnerable families, uh, some of these issues? How do we be holistically pro-life in our our approach to reducing abortions? And and what are some policies that are being debated right now in Washington, D.C. that that have bipartisan support, that are effective, and that actually have some chance of getting passed? And so are there things that, there can be agreement across a broader spectrum uh, uh, in Congress, uh, that can actually get passed and and things like immigration reform uh, people blame the courts and they blame the president but really lasting reform and constitutional reform is is things that congress needs to tackle and congress has avoided some of those issues for instance for since the reagan reagan administration you know um and any meaningful reform has really not been passed in almost 25 years so so we want to remind our elected officials that there's a god who loves them and cares and cares about these issues and uh and that they're we want to sort of encourage our elected leaders to summon their better angels and uh and really engage you know to, to find solutions for pressing issues and do the job of governing that we have elected them to so you'll you'll
1: help us know how to uh, communicate or advocate i guess from a local level
0: yeah yeah and and we can uh, do a little bit of coaching. We can point you to trusted resources, um, data-driven sources of information. Uh, you know, and so where to find those things. You know, how how can we talk about these things? You know, in our churches, you know, or in classes, or or you know, in coffee houses. Um, and then, you know, what are some things that we want to do to help people actually write a letter? We have an online tool that makes that very easy. Uh, to members of Congress, what can we help you do to actually set up a meeting with your in, uh, individual uh, members of Congress? And so we can uh, start to explain how you can get involved. And maybe it's once or twice a year, you know, but we want you to feel fully equipped to be able to do that. All right. Let's pray.
1: Father in heaven, we thank you that you have placed us where we are, said that there were people who understood the times. And that's what we want to do so that we can uh, work for the welfare of our cities, work for the welfare of our nation, work for the welfare of our world. Um, those are biblical things. The NAE and, and particularly Stephen here, they're, they're working to do that. And I pray God that um, you would help them bless their ministry, expand their base and their communication and their influence so that the Church, as they they stand beside us and help us so that the Church can be engaged in the way you want us to, and I protect and give strength to Stephen and to all those who are part of the n a e in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening in today on Casual Conversations. We're glad to have you a part of this. Please share this with somebody. Let them know that God wants to God wants to work through them in order to make a difference in our nation, in our world, in our communities. God bless you. Have a great day.
0: Thanks for listening in on Casual Conversations, brought to you by Momentum Ministries visit our website at MomentumMinistries.org. That's Momentum Ministries with two M's in the middle, dot O-R-G. God bless you and have a great day.